Makes me flinch every time I do that. Things so loud. Still so satisfying. Perfect. All right. This is a another special episode. Um, we have another guest, D. Welcome, D. Thank you. The on screen. Newly married. That's right. Four weeks yesterday. That's crazy. Yep. It's already yeah. been four weeks. Sure has. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, welcome. And Thank this you. Is another special episode because we are uh, reviewing Inside. Bo Burnham's new special on Netflix. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's and do it. So this was this, Joe's pick. Yeah. Um, so like this, this one was a Jesse recommendation. So I'm fully ready for Jesse's opinions on this one. Um, I, I, I want to start out with one little disclaimer. I, uh, Jesse always gets us, he always tries to have us watch things like all the time. He's always, you should watch this. You should watch this. And I'm always like, yeah, okay. I'll watch it. I never do. And you I never told, watch anything. Never watch anything. <laughs> this is this one. Like, I mean, he kind of made me watch this one. We watch, but, I forced you in a hotel room to watch this. And I will say after you made me watch it that first time, I've seen it four more times. So it definitely made an impact on me. The so. ringing endorsement. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but like this has to be one of the most creative things I've seen like in a really long time. Like the fact that Bo Burnham was able to pull this off during, um, you know, 2020 with everything going on is 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 really a masterclass in like writing, directing, lighting, comedy in general. Like it's 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 just really well put together. Um, so that's that's why I wanted to pick it. Um, Jesse introduced it to us and we got way into it. And so now we got to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I will say I, I I watched it as soon as it landed on Netflix and I was like, you guys, this is a masterpiece. Go check the whole podcast. Uh, but I think the whole world recommends it now. I think every yeah. outlet is like, check it out. So I will, I, like I'm on Instagram and I'll look at stories. Everyone's posting about it. Like they're using either a song or a clip or something I'm like this. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, people, and he's definitely world, like so well known, but I feel like this just like, I don't know. No, I, I think, I think one of the things that is, it's just real easy to like, uh, uh, connect with this because everyone had a somewhat similar, you know, experience with, with quarantine and the pandemic, um, still ongoing. Uh, and so like a lot of it just feels super relatable and like easy to, I think it's a lot easier to, you know, get everybody being like, yeah, I get that, you know? Mm. Yeah, um, like I would much rather watch this than like a movie about quarantine. Like, you know, like, like a, I don't know, like a zombie movie that is like, oh, you have to lock down. But no, this, yeah, this is like so real. And it feels like, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's interesting because he never really mentions the pandemic. No. There's like some references kind of to like things getting canceled and mm. like his haircut and stuff. But, um, <laughs> Kind of like to piggyback on that though. They're definitely, I've noticed like a lot of Bo Burns material always resonated with uh, the generation below him. Like if you were younger than him mm-hmm. and a lot of people older, never like, they just didn't, because it wasn't about, you know, like a lot of his stuff is about him kind of coming up as like the internet, a viral star and lived that life on the internet. And then the generation right below him, like kind of everyone lived that. You didn't have to be an internet sensation. You know, like that's what Make Happy's about. Um, but this, 
like if I still think if you made this and no pandemic happened, a lot would resonate still with like the same group, the younger people. But like, like Joe was saying, this gives everyone like a lot of his art and even like his movies is like his expression of what he's feeling. But now so many more people can relate, mm-hmm. you know, it just becomes a more broad thing. But I even heard like a review of someone who was like in their mid forties and they were like, yeah, but like the turning 30 song, I didn't care about. Cause I was like, once you're like 35, you're like, oh, that's not a miles, you know, like kind of funny thing where he was like, there's still, I had that one generational thing, but he really crossed over. I think generally like with the pandemic of mm-hmm. just people relating and like, I don't know. And I think the best part about going. that, I think the best part of that is like, he doesn't care who listens, who watches, like he doesn't care if people don't like him. Like, you know, he talks about like baby boomers in one of his songs and it's like, he's clearly not appealing to that crowd, which I, and I totally like, I've, I feel like if I show this to my parents, I feel like they, they wouldn't get it or they wouldn't like it as much, but like, I don't know. There's just something about it. Like being him being around our age where it just makes it so much more impact. Like if this was someone who was in like their fifties or sixties, I don't think I would like it. As much. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty funny. If it was someone it would be funny, like but doing this stuff. I wouldn't like it as much. I don't think. But. Yeah. I mean, he's also way more critical of older you like he's actually one of the most empathetic people to like Gen Z. Right. You hear him talk and stuff. And like, it's like he has hope in Gen Z, like Gen Z. And he's like, you know, multiple times he's like, you know who the worst people online are? It's like the 30 to 40 year olds. I mean, like including himself, he's like, we're the ones who suck and are annoying online. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. if there's anyone who has like hope to navigate this world, it's them because they've right. grown up with it. Right. What was the part that most jumped out to you? I mean, I think I just I think everyone kind of said said it, but I think that what's really cool about this is I mean, it's crazy that we all went through this collective, you know, this last year and a half, like everyone was going through the same thing. So I think, you know, for him to to also go through that and then express it in this way, you know, he really has the opportunity to reach so many people because we were all going through it. It's not like you know, you talk about one single experience as a comedian, like a lot of comedians talk about like what it was like growing up and things like that. And like, that's a very personal kind of independent experience. But for this, this is like so broad spectrum, like everybody in the whole world was going through the same thing. And and so I think that's why it's so relatable is because we were all feeling, you know, those feelings, like there were so many times in, in, you know, the, the episode or, you know, video movie, whatever we're calling it, um, special, uh, where, you know, I was just like, wow, like I was, I can remember how that felt. I can remember, you know, feeling that sense of, of, you know, sadness or despair, or, you know, that feeling of like, oh my gosh, we're kind of going a little stir crazy here, you know, and, and, you know, the, the moments of joy and the moments of, of sadness and the moments of fear and anxiety and, and, you know, the whole roller coaster of, of the whole last year and a half. I mean, again, it's still ongoing. I mean, you know, yeah. there's still a lot that's not normal, but I think, you know, what's beautiful and, and what's very cool about this is um, that he was able to just, you know, reach so many people because we're all going through the exact same thing or, you know, had, had gone through something like that to a degree. Love it. The, the thing that just stuck out to me about what you just said is, is like all those different emotions. And like the one that always jumped out to me about this is like, yes, obviously everything with the pandemic, like loneliness, depression at times, anxiety, but the anxiety really stuck out to me because I think, I think there was 
many songs and I mean he even straight up said this in in one of the songs that we'll talk about a little later but like he had anxiety and so like having anxiety and then like being locked away for a little while in quarantine not a great combo you know <laughs> it, it it kind of the anxiety I, I feel like like permeates some of this in in a way that like Yes, it's like inherent in everything that we all experienced in the pandemic, but I also think it's just like something that a lot of people like they really feel it, you know what I mean? Well, I think there was so many layers to what I mean, we can talk for hours and hours about this what happened in this whole last year and a half. I mean, it was like a literal shitstorm. Mm -hmm. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Um we like, will believe I mean, everything you say out, but yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> we, um, we only beat bleep. So I'm going to beat that out in this. I mean, so like you have obviously like COVID and, you know, the whole just like social, you know, being social quarantine, you know, social distancing and, and trying to do that for the safety of everybody and to protect yourself and to protect others. There was like that whole aspect, which again was very isolating, you know, fearful, you know, if you have any fear of any health related, you know, if you have any hypochondriac bone in your body, like what a terrifying year and a half. Mm -hmm. And for me, I work in the healthcare setting. So like, horrible. Um, but not only, not only that part of it, but just like all of the social justice stuff going on. I mean, you have like, you know, in the middle of this whole thing, you have the murder of George Floyd and, um, you know, the rise of, of, you know, anti-Semitism and the rise of, you know, all these hate crimes against Asians and, and African-Americans. And rough year and a half. so it, it's, it's, mind-boggling and he touches on it a lot you know especially kind of in that first song which i don't know if we're there yet but okay yeah perfect segue so like one of the things we're going to do a little different this episode is we're going to actually go song by song and talk about it that way because otherwise uh it's just going to be all over the place so we're going to start from the top and just work our way through every song some of them we're going to highlight a little bit more some of them we're just going to uh just talk about a little bit so that we're not here literally for hours because we could probably talk about this forever. I was about uh, to say, some we're gonna have to just be pushed through, but. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's start with content. You guys know what we're talking about. Shining the disco ball. <laughs> yeah, that I, was incredible. I don't know if there's way. not much. I mean, also overall thoughts, I don't know if I started with oh, those. Oh yeah, we didn't really start with it. No, I'm kidding. No, we don't have time for overall thoughts, man. We don't. We kind of. I mean, we kind of. We can do the overall thoughts like after we've talked. Yeah, about it. we'll yeah. get to it. We, we kind of already talked about how we felt about it, which yeah. is overall thoughts. Absolutely. Do you want to do a quick um, round? A quick like, no. round the horn. <laughs> All right. We can, we can kind of sum it up together at the end. I feel sure. Like. Okay. Um. Oh, content. A uh, great kickoff, but I don't. I don't have anything super to like go into. I don't mm -hmm. know. If, I think we can. I think the highlight of this one for me is like D and I went skydiving yesterday and as I'm falling out of the plane, this song was in my head. <laughs> Daddy <laughs> made <you> some con. <laughs> and I'm just like, Fuck. I will say too, this, this is the first time you notice, like I remember when I was watching with Joe, when he pulls the headlamp up and shines it at the disco ball and you were like, oh, like that's all, that's fake. You, like, you figured that was, and I was like, no, no, like you're about to see an entire light production, like through this whole thing that's all real and all amazing. But that was like the first, <laughs> you know, wow into it. It's crazy. Yeah. I think this kind of just geared everything up for what's what we're about to see. Like, I feel like obviously great song, 
amazing lights, like did such a good yeah. job with the production quality, but I feel like this was like, oh, here's what I'm actually going to do. Like, I'm actually yeah. going to blow you guys away with this, with this whole special. So he teased it up for the next song, which yes. is, is comedy self-titled comedy. comedy over. Should I leave you alone? Cause really who's going to go for joking at a time like this? Should I be joking at a time like this? I want to help to leave this world better than I found it. And I fear that comedy won't help. And the fear is not unfounded. Should I stop trying to be funny? Should I give away my money? No. All right. So, so, so yeah, that was comedy. Dee's talking about this one. Yeah. So I think, I mean, you know, like I said, you know, with, with the first song and uh, content and with comedy, he's kind of setting himself up a little bit, you know, of, of everything. And, and it's been a while, obviously, since he's, since he's done a stand up, since he's done stand up, and obviously several years since he's done a special. And things have definitely changed, you know, in the last four years. Um, but especially, you know, with the pandemic of like, you know, what we're finding funny and, and people being called, you know, called in to, to kind of, you know, basically talk about the things that maybe they said in the past that were offensive. So this is him, I think, trying to figure out his place, first of all, in the pandemic, like, should I be making jokes? And should I be making this comedy special when so much is, is changing and so much is, you know, going on? Um, you know, and also how do I do that in a way that will reach people and, and be respectful of those people. And I think, you know, I think what's funny about this scene is some of the stuff that's happening in the background, like the whiteboard and, you know, some of the drawings and things like that. Um, and, and, you know, he, he picks on himself a little bit too, you know, being, you know, a white guy and, and talking, solving, solving you know, the world's problems. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. you know, he basically calls himself out for trying to be the white savior. I mean, there's a comment where he's like, help me channel Sandra Bullock and the blind side, which in the last year right. has been one of those movies that's gotten called out, you know, for this whole white savior complex, mm -hmm. um, with the black lights lives matter movement. So, uh, I think this is funny because he's, you know, picking on himself a little bit. Um, but also I think just really trying to come to terms with how he can, can help people. And I think comedy reaches a lot of people. I mean, this is just kind of him setting that up really well for the the rest of the special what does he say the uh the power of comedy and you can't i mean you can't underestimate the power of you know smiling and laughter yeah i mean i think people were really you know what i like about this special and what i like about this song specifically is you know everyone's got to get through this pandemic somehow um hopefully some people do it in a healthier way you know through expression and i mean look at you guys you guys basically in the last year have come up with this app and are doing you know this is like your outlet like you guys get on here every week and you talk about different movies and like that's very expressive you know you look at people like taylor swift who's created how many albums and and re you know redone some of her previous albums like i'm really interested to to you know when our you know, in 20 years or so to look back on this time and see how much was created, you know, just yeah. from writers and, and, you know, comedians and musical artists and, you know, just film artists, those, you know, just to see like, oh my gosh, you know, these, all of these things were created during this time where everyone was going through this very similar experience. And, and it I think is, it is pretty wild that, and it's, it's like the most productive thing you can do while sitting at home. 
And for him, I think he kind of needed it. You know, uh, I mean, he talked about it a lot going, you know, when we'll, we'll probably get into it going forward, but I think he needed something to get up and, and do every day. And I know that we've, right. you know, that's why everyone took up projects, knitting and gardening and house projects and, you know, sourdough bread making, like everyone just needed something to do to get themselves up out of bed that wasn't working from home. I mean, we got a pandemic puppy. We're, we're not ones to talk, you know, maybe we should have made a comedy special instead, but, um, you know, everyone had to, to get through the way that they needed to get through. And for him, he was able to do it in a very creative and expressive way that, you know, reached and will reach so many people, which I think is what's very cool about the song and also just the special in general. Cool. Yeah. The only thing I'll add to it though, is like when I watched it, I really liked I really liked the song, but I was like, had this like confused, uh, maybe not confused, not the right word, but like thought of it just because Bo for so like years always harps on the idea of that irony doesn't absolve you from the act. So like he, for a long time, will say like, you know, like post, you know, like the common one is like posting on Instagram with the ironic caption of something doesn't absolve you like you're still doing it or like youtubers when they like ironically are like i'm clickbaiting like ironically but it's like you're still like it doesn't make right. it any better right you know so to open with it he is doing it and it's funny because he does talk a lot about how he is hypocritical in a lot of what he talks about mm-hmm. like outside of his performances but you like ha- he like had to address it right you know with the comedy but also at the same time he like goes outside of his performance is like would basically be like me addressing it doesn't make it any less right horrible of me being a white guy doing it kind of thing you know so it was like i liked the song but going into it i kind of was like oh i'm curious where this is gonna go just because i've heard him harp Mm -hmm. on that so much and then like open it hypocritically in a way and a quick note jesse is probably knows the most about bo burnham he's probably the person that i you you're probably the person that knows the most about boredom than i know at least I've listened to too much of Bo. Not Which enough. Not a bad thing. A I mean, lot of Bo. And I like, I like love, outside. Yeah. I remember we, because we watched Bo when he first came on YouTube. I remember watching him. You showed him to me. And I you know, I was, I'm, obviously, I know who he is. I'm familiar with his 3.14 Apple Pie days. Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But like, I, you know, I, I'm not a big stand up person. So I didn't, I've never like watched his specials or anything. And I kind of, you know, I didn't listen to his music or anything for a while. Then um, this kind of just reminded me that like how good of a, how good of an artist he is like how impactful he is and how talented he is it's, so i'm glad this came out so like to get to get the bow finger reference in really quick so it's out of the way the bow finger well there you go um <laughs> is I, I wanted to say one thing too i've learned why i think i also really like bow is that a, one of a huge influence on him was 70s steve martin Ooh, all right. I you can know, like I the can way if you watch Steve Martin's comedy from the back in the day, he was like the definition of a hack. Right. And okay. like he was a he wasn't like a stand in front of a brick wall okay. kind of guy. And like like Bo is. So like Bo always looked to him. Gotcha. It's just funny looking in retrospect of obviously big Steve Martin fan. Mm-hmm. That Steve Martin was a big influence on him. That's awesome. Anyways, Bo Fingers in there. Okay, we move done. On. Got that out of the way. We move. <laughs> We have voted Joe off the island. Okay. I told you I'd, I'd make it happen. He is our official, <laughs> our new official host, co-host, which I'm okay with. Sorry, Joe. That's okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, buddy. I oh, like the, the better, the better. I'm, you know, I'm the brains behind the whole operation anyway. Of course. We all know that. Um, we can, we can also, talk about 
FaceTime with my mom tonight while Joe's letting our dogs out. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I dig. This is also interestingly the first one you see the uh, aspect change. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, that does come in a few extra times. Yeah. But yeah, a nice little uh, FaceTime vertical. Joby, how do you feel about it, Mr. Very opinionated on video effects? You mean the aspect ratio thing? Yeah, like doing that kind of. I like it. I think it's creative. He used it really creatively. I think it's effective. I think it's there. What I really like about Borbertum is he reminds me of like, he reminds me of like, this is not a hot take. This is like a good Rob Zombie. No, no, no. He reminds me of like, if I'm talking about like modern day directors, he reminds me of, he's giving me like Ari Aster, Jordan Peele vibes. Because everything they do everything in in a shot is there for a purpose it's there for a reason and bo burnham is the exact same way everything he does everything is in this like he knows where everything is in the frame like and he does everything so particularly and i think the aspect ratio thing is so it's so subtle but it works really well and i think it's i just think it's a really good way to capture motion without having the tools to do it well i mean obviously he has the tools but being in a room is not ideal yeah i have a really when we get to white girl Instagram, there's an oh, aspect yeah. thing that I don't know if it was intentful, but uh, yeah, some, but some talks around there anyways. This, I mean, this one, I didn't, I mean, this one was good. It was great. I yeah. I mean, I think we can all, we all have parents that are of that generation where, you know, mm. you just a nice, you know, yeah. mom, you're uh -huh. my mom is like, ten, you know, <laughs> so close to the screen. I'm like, can you know what? Right. Come on. We should have solved this by now. I mean, it's a year and a half into the pandemic and you're still on mute, like. Take yourself off on mute, Luann. Come on. Right. My dad always has it on speakerphone, even if he's in public. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be on speaker. Right, right. It's like. It's kind of funny because it's not a complex just... thing to figure out. No, no. It's not. <laughs> All right, dumb older generations, whatever. Yeah, right. uh, hey, we're. This was, this was like a banger of a song, though. Like dope music yeah. video. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, outside, music video you know, great. like. Was this real. the one where he started? Uh, I mean, he used projection before, I think. But this, did he use projection this one? I can't remember. I, remember. I just remember it's like the dark neon-y oh, yeah, light. Yeah, yeah, it's like very yeah. moody, mm -hmm. you know, some up close shots. Yeah. You know what I also really like about really it? Dark, you know. I, I like I like this because he didn't show the screen like of his mom because well, it probably wasn't his mom, but like right. it really it still solidifies the fact that this is just him inside, like by himself. Like I like right. that, like that he didn't show the screen. It's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. sure. Little details. Into it. All right. What's the next All one? Right. How the world works, Jesse. Ooh, this is how the world. Oh boy. So. Oh boy, we have a special guest appearance. Sako, would you like? We have the guest. We have the star this, of the movie here. I, special guest. Sako. I bought this from Bo Burnham, so this is a uh, actual Sako here. So Sako, you want to say anything? You just edit this in later. <laughs> All right. We'll see if didn't I pay him enough. Movie. We didn't pay him enough for uh, his thoughts. Yes. What? Yes. Sir. Look at me. Yes, sir. That's better. That is how the world works. That is how the world works. I hope you learned your lesson. I did, and it hurt. That's how. It works. So I never so, thought I'd learn so much from a stinking sack puppet. 
Yeah, right. Oh, From a I have Sako here. And real gives you a real lesson in a like communism. Karl Marx, uh, Rousseau, real laying down, real laying down the law there. It's interesting because I really want to know the order that this was shot. Like, I wonder if he shot these because, like, he does seem a lot more energetic in the beginning. But I mean, obviously, that's the tone. Yeah. But I'm really curious. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear him on how what how he shot the order of these. Um, but and like why he put them in a certain um, order. But um, yeah, definitely, I agree. I think there's there's you know the first half is very upbeat, and then the second is. Mm-hmm. It, it, it takes a definite turn so i would be interested if those came later i mean you can definitely tell some of the stuff that he filmed later you know his beard's longer his hair's longer um mm-hmm. and there are times right. when when they kind of flat you know he shows two separate versions of himself um you know so it's it, i would be interested to hear the same thing part of part of me is curious if if they're I mean, it would be nice if there was like almost like timestamps when it was like written or recorded, because you can kind of tell when it was recorded based on his beard length. Yeah. But uh, but like yeah, like I would imagine like okay, if this all started you know Marchish, and then by the summertime, social justice was a very big thing last year. So like I imagine this was probably written around then, but it would be it would, I'd be interested to know exactly when. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I do. I just love the contrast of the kids, like. Uh-huh. the kid show but like clearly like in an insane person's place like with the mess you yeah. know and then obviously like he's like you know i always like took it as like he's kind of like the teacher in the sock is like you know it's really bringing the like socialist ideas which is like the younger generation is actually way more behind mm-hmm. kind of those theories more right um you know like what is the line about pro- in- property is inherently theft and like you know, interesting, you know, and a lot of, there's some, some philosopher who like said how like, that's the start of civilization. The guy who just was like, this dirt is mine now, <laughs> you know, like it's right for some reason, like we think that we can own land, but, um, I just love the contrast. And then like the ending, obviously of, uh, pulling the sock off. I will say with Jordan Peele being mentioned, I will just say every time he, uh, He's like, Sako, how you been? And he's like, I'm in like a limitless state. Um, I always picture the the falling, the, the sunken, the sunken place. place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's like, oh, every time yeah. I see it, that's like what I picture. Interesting. Like, All right. That makes sense. Random, but. I like that. I, I, know I mentioned this earlier, but this is, to me, this is the catchiest song on the album. I, uh, I'm literally, today, I was even in the supermarket and JoJo's like, you need to stop humming that song. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I'm always just like <laughs> oh, oh and I will send you there's a TikTok Jojo sent me a TikTok of it's just like someone recording their TV playing this with the sock and then it pans to their kid who's like four or five just going <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so it's just hilarious but I it's, love that it's so good it's, it's cool so good. all right what do we got next next we got white woman's Instagram the short of this is I feel like this my the first few times I watched this I thought this was just a goofy song I thought it was hilarious um very well shot I love the stills the the one thing that's like a little more obvious to me in terms of like how he was trying to present it is like obviously he frames it down into a square just like an Instagram photo um except 
And then D kind of, and I, D and I were talking about this, um, and she pointed out that the one part in where she's talking about the photo of the deceased mom, where it actually, the frame grows and then comes back. And I was like, oh, maybe there is a little something more to this song. Um, just in that, like, that's maybe the only like non-staged part of Instagram. Like there are like genuine bits that people post on social media, but a lot of it's also a front. So a, a little interesting. Like originally I was just like, oh, this is just a funny, goofy song. But like, even like, there's a little bit of a layer to it still, I think. Yeah, my, I definitely had a similar, like, well, after it changed to me a few times watching it, um, the interesting thing that I have no idea if it's intentful or not, because again, the first time I went through, it was kind of more of a confused. And then the second, I'm like, I'm almost weeping in the middle of this song, you know, like the bottom just drops and it's just this like really heartfelt part and it's growing you know, to be like breaking out of Instagram. But I don't know if it's intentful. If you notice when it's growing, the first half of that part when it's growing is the like, I can't believe it's been a decade since you're gone. Um, it's just like the real heartfelt part. And when it starts shrinking again, the first line is when she gets performative again. And she says like, I've got a boyfriend who's crazy about me. I've got this apartment, like I'm doing good, but she goes into like, I have this and I have that. Mm -hmm. And it's like getting back into the Instagram performative part. And on that line is when it starts shrinking back to right. Instagram. So I don't know if that's overanalyzing or no, no, intentful, dude. but I hit that point where, and I'm sure next time I watch it, I don't know, maybe there'll be something even more. And we don't know but, because uh, obviously we don't know about Burnham, but. I have a strong feeling that that was intentful for sure. I mean, and if you think about it too, this guy's stuck in this room working on this, like that's all he gets to think about. Of course, he's going to be intentful with something like well, that. Well, he actually even mentions it when, uh, in one of the reaction videos, he's like, I don't know, I just have like, it's in the reaction video where he's like, I don't know, I just have a need to be like, you know, super deep with everything. But really, this is just a stupid, silly song. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, I think, I think he's like almost admitting there. He's like, yeah, I put some thought into this. You know, well, but it's like <laughs> he has, though, at the same like I have heard him multiple times, which is why sometimes I go in and out of like, like I remember someone in like you saying, I like in a QA, someone was asking about the Kanye rant and was like, the burrito was a uh, mm -hmm. this symbol for like all of his feeling, you know, right, this stuff. Right, and he was right. like, like, it was a burrito, right? And then like in eighth grade, someone was asking about like the father being a single father, and he he always just like it just felt right when creating it, and in retrospect. It, it was clear and maybe like subconsciously that is why it felt right. But like with the single father, you know, he was like, it just felt right. That's why I wrote it. But in hindsight, like I can see, like I was writing this girl's story without like a mature adult. It's like help in the, you know, like kind of applying it. And that's interesting. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like he writes all this stuff, obviously with something like some thought, like the burrito thing, like maybe it does, maybe it's not his feelings or anything, but clearly there was a message at the end where it's like, life's more important than a burrito. Like, Maybe the burrito itself isn't the message, but or the all the ingredients and stuff. But the actual, <laughs> the actual burrito, like that whole, just like burrito is one little thing of all these things that are like. This is like 21st century millennial philosophy. Like the life, yeah, life is more than the burrito, guys. Burrito, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to philosophy class. <laughs> I would love a shirt that's yeah. like something along those lines. All right, be should, a we, uh, should we uh, skip ahead? Talk next. Yeah. Uh, so now we got unpaid intern. One of kind of these talking about. This is my favorite yeah. skit, I will say. Uh, I was so excited to see you watch this when we were watching it. 
I was dying. Like I was like just in anticipation being like, Joe's going to lose his mind. This is, I thought this might be the one clip that after, if you didn't like the special every time you would just throw this on, like this was it. So I, there's uh you know it's always sunny we watch that a lot and the dayman episode i i could watch that over and over and over again and this to me is on that level where i if i'm looking for something funny to watch i just watch this segment this kills me this just destroys me it's the funniest thing in the world like it's it's that humor we talked about like the family guy humor or something where it's just so like carried on and it just continues and he just keeps going i wish he kept going every yeah every time you think it's done it starts yeah. again the loop and you're like oh, oh my god it's so funny. we address the irony that we're reacting to his reaction to the reaction. yeah oh that's i thought we were going to be playing it and reacting to the reacting <laughs> but like the uh mm. it is funny that like he did do a eighth graders react where him and elsie did a uh, oh that's cool reaction you know that like channel right, right. reacts yeah I've never actually seen any of those videos. I think they're that's that is a part I of it that I have I haven't dived into, yeah. and I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I do love when they have the musician reacting, and then they play the clip of the musician back to the person doing the cover, and they're reacting to that. And of course, it's like they're blown away. They did like a Taylor Swift cover. And now they're watching Taylor yeah, Swift. You're yeah. like, oh, she's really good. She's great. I love her. <laughs> like, mm. oh my God. Right. Those, those I get. I like those. Now for this one, do you think he wrote that song and then like couldn't think of anything else to say? So he's like, oh, I'm going to make a video about it. Or do you think he wrote that with that in mind? Like, do you think he's like, oh, I had this cool song. I don't know how to finish it. So I'm just going to make a reaction video. Uh, I, I bet it was full. I bet it. You think? Yeah. I hope it was. Full. I don't know. It, just, it, it, feel, it feels right to me that he wrote it, the unpaid intern and was like, I'll break down this song. That's so I just think part of it because it feels like it's obviously so clear what it's about, but he's doing the reaction on like the most clear right. song, you know, because it's like you don't need someone to explain to you what this is kind of, right. deal. you know, also, I mean, side note, he does go on a lot about uh not treating the audience as dumber than you like when right, people right. write stuff you know right so i don't know if it's like a play you know or who knows but anyways yeah. all right move it, it on it feels right Be- that he did it yeah <laughs> bezos won what is it with jeff love and bezos it. in this thing like yeah. I, I was trying to think of like uh an event that happened in the past year and a half that would have well, I think everyone used Amazon in some sort of way, whether you were streaming from whatever their services or, you, you know, using Amazon to get groceries and, you know, whatever. And he really, I mean, this is a guy who takes advantage of the fact that he's like the biggest name in town for all of these things. And, and yet he probably could have solved a lot of the problems that we dealt with in the last year and a half with, you know, an ounce of the money that he has and he didn't. So I think that's mm-hmm. kind of, my opinion of like why he was a very big part of the the special was because you know so much of this could be solved by a very small percentage of the you know the human population's wealth you know whereas a much larger amount of the population has a much smaller amount of the wealth and totally with wealth comes you know access to a lot of with great power comes great responsibility. Hey. Well, that's what I, I was going to. Maybe that's yeah, just like, me, you know, trying to make an important meaning like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, would, well, but there, there I definitely could just... be. Sorry, go ahead. I was just there's probably definitely could be. I did. Interestingly, I have plenty of Amazon uh, are very critical of a lot of what Amazon does. But 
you know, being like Amazon did not fall apart during this when we needed them. Right. You know, I mean, that aspect, again, not saying they're great, but yeah. I do love that he did focus it on like the line where it's like Gates and Buffett can suck yeah. it or, you know, like something how it's he's like, yeah, like this idea that like his goal or something was like just to beat the as other two really rich white guys. And like that was the that was the game and he did it, you know, and like mm-hmm. how just just like uh, detached that is from like right. what's right. going on. Yep. And, and there's just that part where he's basically just like, I don't know if it's after this um, or, or later, but where he's like lying on the floor and just, you know, he's got his head on the pillow and he's just, been... that part to oh. me is just so funny because it's like, I mean, we've all been there. We've all had those like, I'm just going to lay on this floor and I'm going to have these thoughts yeah, and, and totally. um, you know, he's right. Like maybe we shouldn't put all of the power in like a small amount of people's hands that really only benefits that small amount of people. Well, it's just like it's engineered to just take your attention, which is not good for people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, He talked a lot about this after eighth grade uh, along the lines of he's like, we're letting like seven white dudes who have no social skills. Like he was like, literally like decide the entire like neurochemistry of an entire generation. You know, like this is crazy. I mean, there's a reason why phones and social media and, and the internet is so addicting. Right. And, and somebody, you know, I mean, they're, they're smart to take advantage of it. I mean, totally. you know, we, we look at all of the, you know, advancements and stuff that the internet's given us, but it's also set us back a lot, which I think <laughs> yep. is basically what this whole special, you know, it's a theme. Yeah. It's sure. definitely one of the driving themes, but I think we can move on to the next one, which again, I think is kind of, it kind of rolls right into it. So sexting, Oh yeah! I can't say I have any experience in this department because I've been stuck with this guy over here. So Joe's to blame. In, in quarantine <laughs> for the last year and a half. You guys could sit in different rooms. We could. You guys could have we sexed could. it eight years ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you have I will say this. Mom, if you're watching this, I did not do that. One of my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite parts of this whole special is in this song, um, when he goes a, a t and t. Like right in the beginning. I think that's so funny. It's so perfect and how he's dressed. It's so good. Like, how, how, what do you think about just because I know you hate screens, like, Im, you know, like oh. digitally imposed on screen, but how about him sitting and it's projected? Okay, that's do anything with there a projector, count me in. They should do I that think in that's movies. What's just cool about it because you can see, like, you know, the emojis flash on his face and it's like, you know, the. The eggplant flash on his face and like it's the so cool. butt flash on his face and mm-hmm. I like what he did a, with a, you know with a lot of this special but especially in this song is you know he'll he displays whatever the text is and there's this one part that I think is really funny where you know if you you don't like pause it on that part you're gonna miss the whole thing but he basically like writes out this whole long text of like you know, how he doesn't want to pressure her and he doesn't want to like take advantage of her. And he wants, you know, cause like everyone is, is, you know, dealing with, you know, me too. And, and, you know, again, just, it all comes kind of back to some of these social justice issues, but I think that part's really funny. And there's a lot of that in, in this whole special where it's just like, you know, there's very small details that like you blink and you miss it. Cause it's really just like probably a second of the frame right? where, you know, if you didn't actually pause it on that frame, you'd never read it. But I think yep. it's, you know, if you haven't read it, go back and pause it on that part and read it. That's really Speak. funny because it's just like, you know, he's definitely an anxious guy and like second guessing everything that he does. And and um, when you're sexting, again, not that I've done it in a while, but it's a very in a anxious, while. 
anxiety inducing thing. I mean, you're putting yourself out there in this very, totally, uh, you know, specific way and in this very vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable state. Um, and, and, you know, you're hoping that, you, you know, it's reciprocated and, and, you know, taken in the right way. It just made me feel lonely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you were sitting there the next to D and you were yeah. like, I could be, no, like, I like, could be sexting a random stranger, but instead I've been stuck here with you. Instead, I'm married oh, now. Right, well. No, no, no. Just like, like the, uh, like you know, got it's just being stuck in your room by that's, yourself as yeah. a human. Right. Like that's not natural. Like, so no. like, of course you're gonna like look for ways to cope, but even that is like so like not normal. It's or so natural. it's so detached and right. so exactly yeah. so fake. Lonely. You know, it's I I, I understand yeah. I understand the sentiment. Yeah. One thing I wanted to add when Dee said how like, you know, things flash for a second is that there are throughout it, you notice that he uh, throws in when he's streaming and he's like sitting in the chair that flashes on the screen a few times throughout the um, the whole special. Through, yeah, throughout the yeah. special where like it almost feels like it's a mistake, right. you know, like that frame was left in. Right. Um, but I've heard it's possibly a reference to Fight Club where Sam f flashes on the screen anytime oh. the narrator is frustrated, he is imposed and gets flashed on the screen. So I've heard it might be a reference to that where Bo's getting frustrated in the special. Mm. Wow. You know, like it flashes. I just have to go back and like pick up when it's flashed. I noticed it flashed, but I guess I didn't like take the time to notice when it's specifically. That's incredible. But That's crazy. That's a good yeah. catch, Jesse. Good catch. Well, someone pointed that out to me. I won't take credit, but. All right. I, I, I'm in the same state you know as you where I have to people. read. Yeah, I have to look. I have to go back to it because yeah. I haven't watched it since I noticed that. But I was like, oh, fight right. reference. What's look who's inside again. I like I this. This one's funny because, I mean, I, I didn't, like, I wasn't super into him when I was, like, younger. I know you guys watched him probably in, in high school because he's, you know, he's kind of right around our age. Mm -hmm. um, but I think this part's funny is, you know, and I think what's funny about this too is there were a lot of people in a similar position, you know, like a lot of people went away or moved, you know, to new cities and then the pandemic hit and they're right back in their parents' house, you know, mm -hmm. doing, you know, working, you know, working from home, but like in their parents' house and, you know, they're, you know, basically back where they started. And I think that's what this song is about is it's, you know, he started his, his whole career just sitting in his room, you know, mm, right, on YouTube, right. you know, you know, trying to reach people and look who's I inside did, again. That's exactly I did where like, he's back, you know, doing. And I liked how like he shot him on the piano. Cause like, I feel like it was kind of like his old videos or it's kind of like the side profile in a way. Some of the times, which I, I was just, like, yeah, I love that he's on that the ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, on the ground, yeah. I love that he's on the ground and it's it's like he's just singing it for himself, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like he's not performing. He's just kind of like if he was in his room by himself and being like... Well, that's what we talked about. Like Bo Burnham, like he does... I feel like he does a lot of this stuff. He writes it for himself, but it just works and people like agree with him because I don't know. It just yeah, works. I, one in, interesting thing I've heard him say is that he, when he was younger, he was of that mindset of like he wanted to tell people what he figured out. And now that he's gotten older... He has no interest in that. And he just wants to share what he's like struggling with. Gotcha. You know, so a lot of his expression is that like, yeah, it's very personal, but it's not like a, here, I figured this out. Here's the answer. But it's like, I'm struggling with these issues. Right. You know, and like this is going on and, you know, it's about the experience. Mm -hmm. Moving on.
All right. Yeah. Problematic. Problematic. I mean, I think this, I think this is similar. Like he's basically talking about, you know, um, kind of what he used to do and, and the jokes that he used to make and not necessarily apologizing, but just, you know, recognizing the fact that a lot of what he said, maybe, you know, didn't age very well. Totally um, awful in his own words. Yeah, totally awful. Lawful, but but yeah. lawful, but awful. Not awful. very thought. Lawful, not but thoughtful. not very thoughtful. Which I mean, you know, we all know more and and hopefully do better now than than maybe we did when we were sixteen. I mean, we yeah. all have probably experiences where we're like, oh well. I don't know. I, I think yeah. this is to you know again, it doesn't absolve him of all that all that he said, did and said, but I mean, at least it part of it is that he at least recognizes that it was problematic yeah and i think he is a part that it feels like to me is like he's almost he has to reckon with that he like hasn't felt like he's been held accountable publicly because he's i mean this has come up a lot and he's he is always like i am the first one to say it's horrible and sorry you know he's actually a really interesting person to talk to in comedy about like pc culture and stuff because a lot of people talk to him about it and he's actually surprisingly like i think he said like pc culture i think is like just a slight overcorrection for something that needed to be corrected you know and like he like actually is like all these comedians are like being like a baby about it and like they're supposed to be the tough guys like you know like you can go on stage and say what you want and like these people can you know like say like he's very he's even said before too of like you know like if comedy burns in this whole thing, who cares? Like, I think you should be, this movement is to be more thoughtful. And he was like, and you know what? If for whatever reason, comedy goes down the drain with this movement, I don't care. You know, like, this is right. You know, and like, he, it's interesting to hear, like, he even, he's 30 now, right? And he started when he was 16. I remember hearing him even when he was, I think he was 21 when he first started talking about how he was horrified at the Helen Keller video he made. I think that might be the only one he's taken down. Um, and he, you know, so this is what, this was nine years ago, but he was 21 and saying like, yeah, I like couldn't sleep because I just pictured like, like a deaf or blind person hearing this or like a lot, or like someone using something I said in the song to make fun of someone. Yeah. You know, and was like, has been, I think he's been tortured like inside for a long time about what he's done. And he doesn't feel like he's been held accountable from like the public because he's the one like disavowing it. But no one's like, you know, no one's like tried to come out and cancel Bill Burnham kind of deal. Yeah, um, I think. And I think the icing on the cake was the opening scene where he had the projector. And he was watching his videos. I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, his old. And he, awesome. uh, he, I've heard him say like with every special he made every few years, he always talked about how like his motivation was he was so embarrassed by the previous material that he felt like he uh, needed to make new material because he was embarrassed. But like almost every special, he would like look back a few years and be like, that's so embarrassing. Like I need to make a new body right. of work, you know? Right. Yeah. All right, next one. 30. I used to be the young one, got used to meeting people who weren't used to meeting someone who was born in 1990, no yeah, I was born in 1990. Now I'm turning 30. 
I the reason I like this one I so much is because like the uh, the lighting is like I don't know it's perfect because like you know there's a point where he's controlling the light and there's three different versions of him on the thirty as in ten years ten twenty thirty there's like three of them it's like first ten years of life second ten years I think that's just it, I don't know if he did that on purpose I want to think he did again like I'm gonna think this whole episode but there. I just think it's it's so catchy it's a good length it's not too long right. oh. It's so good. There's a guy who does a cover of this on YouTube, like in his underwear and nails all the lights and of has course. the pedals. Of and course. it's so, it's actually really impressive. But it's funny that I always, it's so weird to me when I see people do covers of Bo Burnham songs because yeah. it's one of those weird things where it's like, obviously you cover songs of music, but like, could you imagine if I just went up and did someone else's stand up routine kind of deal? Right. But it's right. in this middle ground. It's just funny. I mean, do they like do watching? Do they do? covers of stand-up <laughs> i don't think so. i mean that would be so i think weird. like gallagher sold his act to like his brother who went around yeah. like but like, yeah i don't think like i could you know i don't know maybe a lot of times they're in like a high school talent show a kid who likes Bo will like do one yeah. of the songs i guess maybe a high school talent show you could go up and do like a set of your favorite comedian that's true yeah. be kind of funny i guess interesting yeah i think this one is visually very mm -hmm. interesting um yep. But I think it's definitely like, catchy. Like yep. just generally, like walking into this, I thought it was going to be boring if it was all in the same room. But the way he used lighting, like like in this one in particular, but like it kept it interesting throughout. Like projecting mm -hmm. on your face, different angles, different light settings. Like it, it was always interesting. Yeah, there were definitely watch. times where I had to like think about what part of the room he was in and like mm -hmm. how it was, you know, where the camera was to like get that frame and get that shot. And yep. So, and it's stuff right. you don't maybe necessarily pick up the first time you watch it. No. <laughs> Many watches. Yeah. So I think now yeah. we're going to go into the second half and, and I kind of liked the little, you know, in, in, the between oh, the intermission parts where he's like squeegeeing that was very satisfying was, yeah um i like that too i think don't want to know is funny because it's like you know he's like oh i'm like doing this big thing and i'm putting myself out there and i'm definitely being very vulnerable and he's like oh like is this worth it like how are people taking this mm -hmm. you know my favorite line in this is like are, am i on in the background are you on your phone yeah. because i don't that can like i mean i admittedly do that sometimes but like I kind of hate when people do that when when you're like if you're actually trying to like watch a movie and you're sitting down to like actually get like immersed in this world get off your phone right yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're not paying attention and he specifically calls that out in the middle when someone probably was on their phone and if they happen to hear that they're probably like huh you know or just like how many times do you just throw something on the tv just to you know have something on in the background yeah, yeah. and and you know Yep. You know, can yeah, you imagine being the creator that like that's not what they envision like that's not what they want that for like they don't want you know whatever they have created to just be background noise no that's what somebody asked him about like when he did eighth grade about like it, doing streaming versus theaters and stuff and he was so like being in theaters was a big like focus for me because I wanted her story to be bigger than you like when you're in the theater because you know he talks a lot about how like when screens are smaller than you and you're bigger, like obviously you're like scrolling through, you know, and he's like, and, you know, yeah, fuck this, fuck this guy, you know, like scrolling through. Mm -hmm. um, so like the size being important, but yeah. I, yeah, I love this song. Cause 
I could definitely relate to if you put something out, you work on and you release it. And part yeah. of you, like, obviously wants to hear good things, but part of you is like, here it is. I just don't want to, don't tell me it's out. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I don't, cause I don't want to know. Like, For sure. right. do you like it? But actually don't tell me cause I don't want to right. know. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So next we actually have one that's just a skit that I think we're going to sneak in there before we get onto the rest of the songs. And this is, um, the video game skit. Yes. So is this like an escape the room? Or, uh, okay, so I can cry. So he's, he's not happy about being in this room. Um, I like the music. The music is actually nice on this. Controls are actually pretty smooth. So you're in this like 2D setup, right? Like I can't control the camera. Um, I'll give it an, I guess I'll cry again. Is it, so is the dude big or is the room small? That's what I'm confused about. Um, that skit to me is, I just think that's so funny. It's he's he nails it on the he nails it on the head. It's like a it literally what like video game, not video game, but yeah, video game streamers do. Like I've never watched them, but like I've seen clips and they literally sound like that. They like that was definitely the one. I, like that, I remember video streamers being a very like disconnect for me with a younger generation um, because I got on YouTube and like, I remember finding it in sixth grade in 2006 and I was very much a weird YouTube kid like before where like you mentioned it and people were like, I don't know what this video site is, but like, yeah, that's yeah. really weird that you talk to strangers online on this and you can make like video replies. And then, so I was always super new YouTube. And then I remember when this weird facet like PewDiePie really was like the original where these people would play Minecraft and just like people would watch them play Minecraft. And I, I just, that, that was the first man. time thinking like, oh my God, there's like another group of people that I just don't get. And it was like just slightly younger usually, you know, it was it's like huge. weird in that probably like, it was like 12 year olds and we were like 14 to 16 or something. Yeah. But it's just funny. Like that's the, and again, I've never streaming is huge now how many youtubers and instagram people now just like stream, stream. they just move to streaming ridiculous crazy yeah i think what i took away i'm not a video like i've never been into video games and i've never watched people no. stream <laughs> video games that is not how i choose to waste my time um hot take uh, well, I mean, I waste my time in other dumb ways, but you well, know, I agree for sure. It's not but, one of them. I mean, I, if yeah. that's what you want to do, fine, but for not for me. But I think this, what's funny is it is like, he's really trying to like make fun of how simple our days were, you know, during right. this time. It's like, wake up, you know, have feelings about what's going on. Wish you could go outside. Can't. Um, okay. Be sad about that. Um, you know, and that's it. And that's your day. Okay, complete. Good think, job it kind of like leads into kind of the 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 rest of it which i think you know just kind of looking at the songs we have coming up and and being in the second half of this um special is it takes a definite turn like you can tell you know it's a little darker mm -hmm. um the the themes and um the topics of the next you know basically all the songs until the end are really are really a, a reaction and, and a commentary on his mental health. So totally. I think this kind of like sets it up a little bit because it's like, okay, this is, you know, this is my day. All I can really do is cry and play the piano. <laughs> right. That's my day and that's it. And the day is complete. So that's kind of what I took away from that one more yep. so than 
yeah than the rest but yeah and i, I felt some definitely like we're gonna do a clip on some dark um vibes of how like the game of life is just to survive the day like just right. to exist kind right. of you know for sure very like dark like oh this yeah. All right, next we have a short clip from Shit. How we feeling out there tonight? <laughs> yeah, I am not feeling good. Wake up at 11.30, feeling like a bag of shit. Oh, no. All my clothes are dirty, so I'm smelling like a bag of shit. Go to pour my coffee and I miss my cup. OMG, that is just my luck. Look in the mirror, say what's up, you useless. I don't know, that sounds just funny. I mean. Yeah. Catchy, funny. I that. Yeah. What else think, do you want? I think there was a period where I wore the same like sweatpants and sweatshirt for like a week. So. Yeah. I mean, this was definitely Joe, like very early on in quarantine where he was just like, I haven't changed my clothes in like four days. I'm like, Joe, I left for work. You were wearing that same exact. It was great. It was a gray on gray sweatsuit. I got home. He was wearing a grout the same fit. gray on gray sweatsuit. I'm like, did you shower? Did you leave the house today? Like what happened while I was gone? And you're like, like nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so. I definitely think that was relatable. Yep. Um, and then all time low, I think. Which one's this one again? It's kind of like a monologue with a very short. Yeah. I got that feeling in my body. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. I'm describing, you know, what it feels like yeah, to have a panic attack. Yeah, which, I mean, yeah. it goes along with shit. My heart starts yeah. to dab. Then I yeah, feel yeah, like I'm going to yeah. die. Yep. Like, but so that part was interesting, at least to me, in the sense that like, when he's doing the monologue part, it's all very gray and like monotone colors. But then for that like little pop part where it's like really like fast and anxious, uh, it's really bright and colorful. Right. And so it, it like they, it really contrasts uh, like the monotony with like the panic attack. Um, Wait, was this the one where he's he was like the interview the interview setup where he sat in the chair? No, that was, was like, just like the brand ambassador. That, that was, was just funny. a sketch. Okay, oh, okay, that was yeah. funny. What right. a great sketch. We it missed was... that one, but where good. do you stand? <laughs> bagel bites. <Yeah. laughs> do you right. support like wheat thins? Wheat thins. Something. <laughs> or do you support wheat thins fight against Lyme disease? <laughs> oh yeah. I love though it was Which like reminds JP me Morgan. so much of the SNL skit where it's like hard cut okay. Cheetos. <laughs> The American story. JP Morgan Chase. We we like we don't believe in racism in theory. Like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Next next song is Jesse's pick. Could I interest you in everything all of the time? A little bit of everything all of the time. Apathy's a tragedy and boredom is a crime. Anything and everything all of the time. Could I interest you in everything all of the time? A little bit of everything. time welcome to I do yeah, this is, like i love this as a performance though because it yes. feels like you have to be so like exactly what i imagine when people when actors are like i was in the pocket you know like that saying yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you can't you couldn't perform this being like oh whatever you know like half-assing it it's such a like so much like emotion coming through and like when he gets into like the evil laugh mm -hmm. you know into like that there's just so much like behind that that Again, I, that's why this, I just I love this as a performance piece. Like yeah. I love I listen to the audio in my car all the time, but like 
even when I'm listening to the audio, I'm just like picturing the. Yeah, I think this is the one, one of the most well-written songs of the album. I also think it's one of the you know best performance ones. I think it's also like it's got that kid show vibe again, though, like the other one, like because it yeah. kind of, it's kind of like a. It's like a circus barker. Sesame Street or something. Yeah, yeah. I like, felt like it was a circus. Yeah. 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 Which is, like, I mean, if you hear the noises, noises you hear the like the boing and like all that stuff. What'd you say, Cuffney? I said I got. What'd you say, Cuffney? <laughs> Did you say to me? Um, yeah, I got more snake oil salesman. Because oh, like enticing. I get that too. Yeah. Like, you know, okay. To basically sell, you know, all of the things that the internet. And D and I talk about do. this sometimes, but like, especially just working in an area that does a lot of like online advertising and like pushing, uh, like just being like marketing, being aware of like the people who are actually doing the marketing um it kind of makes you a little bit of a cynic sometimes um in that like we which bo already kind of touched on is how like you know the internet's just doing what we designed it to do yeah right um, right so like and it's it's very manipulative like mm-hmm. i mean you know one second you're looking up this and then all of a sudden it's you know instagram ads and this is popping up and you're like yeah. you know here's all of these other things that you may be interested in and 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 it's it's not all good it's not all bad like you know here's a healthy breakfast option and then you immediately follow that up with oh and you should kill your mom it's like right right there's so many different pockets of the internet that like it's not all good it's not all bad it's probably both but like it is what it is you know and like i feel like he's uniquely qualified to make this commentary on the internet because that's literally how he got started. It's right. on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So he makes his living or mm-hmm. made his living probably for a long time. Yeah. So just yeah, very, he, uh, very well done this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do well. like the set, like when it slows down and it was like, Mama let you use her iPad. Mm-hmm. You were barely two. I love that yeah. second half. But I was going to say the line, a little bit of everything all of the time, I just love. Mm-hmm. Even like somebody the other day asking like these like fun questions to ask people was kind of like that. The question was, uh, like, if aliens came down, aliens. I'm gonna. I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> I know. I say that word funny. Um, extraterrestrial. Yeah. There you uh, go. Like, how would you describe the internet to them? You know, but it just makes me think of this song. I'm like a little bit yeah. of everything all the totally. time, and I love. We'll get to it, but you know, like that last goodbye song where he references a lot of things, mm-hmm. where he references like all I thought I ever wanted was a little bit of everything all of the time. You know, like that line being like. That sounds great. I don't like, you know, kind of like I don't have to decide. Right, right. I have a little bit of everything all of the time. Yep. Just nod or shake your head and we'll do the rest. 100. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but how much, how much of the time that you're looking for a little bit of everything all of the time, do you end up feeling like empty and, and still just as lonely as like when you turn to the internet in the first place? I mean, I think that's what a lot of this is about is like, you know, the internet should bring people together, but sometimes it makes you feel even more lonely, you right. know, than, than when you went into whatever you were searching for in the first place. Totally, 100%. I mean, whether yeah. you're looking for connection through sexting or, you know, feedback from people on Instagram, or, you know, you're putting your com- com- comedy videos out on, you know, into the world, like you're not really connecting with people. I mean, you are yeah. to a degree, but it's definitely very, uh, you know, dissociated and, and disconnected. Especially while you're just, yeah. Laughing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a lot there's it's probably a little detached from this song but it 
like G was saying, it makes me think about, um, I've heard him talk with like, um, on this about the, uh, how when he, like art used to be, you disappeared and you spent time creating and then you'd pop back up, you know, and be like, here it is, you know, and he'd get tweets all the time. Like he disappeared for a year to do eighth grade and everyone would be like, did you die? And he's like, no, like it should be normal to just like right, exactly. go back and do the work. Right. And right, how right. now he just talks about, he talked to, there's this book. It's like the present shock, the future shock or the present shock by Douglas Rushkoff that he loves. That's like, this idea that we've been waiting for the future and now we're here and we don't know what to do with it. Um, right. And this idea that the whole creative process has just been flattened. So we're like constantly, um, like no one hides and works in silo anymore. Like you're just constantly like testing ideas and putting them out. And uh, he was talking to Peter Holmes about how like so many people probably have this like creative monster in them that like through this a little bit of everything all the time, you're like satiating the monster. So right. you're never going to really like go and build something crazy where if you didn't have this little outlet where it was just enough to keep going, you'd like end up channeling all of it into some piece of, you know, art. Right. In sure. some form or the other. So it's this like just continual, I don't know, yeah, machine rather than directed. But Bezos too. Uh, much the same thoughts as Bezos one. Yeah, me. I, I do love this though, because it's it it cuts to this right after the part where he's like, "If I finish this, I won't have anything to do, so I'm not right. gonna I'm not gonna finish it, um, and I'm just gonna do this forever. So I'm not even talking to anyone because this is never gonna be released. Like if that rant, and then I love that it cuts into another Bezos song where he's in one of those camouflage ghillie suits. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just, it's this just like his favorite shot, I think. <laughs> it's just like the Halloween juxtaposition costume. next to like, I'm never going to finish this. And so he's like, I guess next I'll just, I'll hide in the camouflage and do a Bezos song again. I think for Halloween this year, we should all pick like a, some sort of clip from this. Like, that would be funny, can wear the ghillie suit, you know, somebody that can would be have good. like, um, you know, be in their birthday suit from the 30 part, you know, somebody <laughs> with the white woman on Instagram. That would be good. Do the circus uh, barker think, with the glasses. Yeah. yeah. We got to do a special Halloween episode where we dress up as our favorite. That would be fun. Inside, That'd be very cool. Side clip. I would do that. I would love to meet the people who see us as a group on Halloween and they're like, oh my God, it's Bose Burnham's inside. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that's going to be a thing. I feel like people will do that. Oh, sure. uh, yeah. Yeah. I want to be like, I'd love to see it. All right, Joe's life size Sacco. You heard it here first. All right, that's, <laughs> that funny feeling. Oh, this was a good one. Ooh. My only thing I, I just wish he didn't mention Logan Paul. <laughs> I love that's my favorite line. Why the carpool karaoke, Steve Aoki, and Logan Paul? What's good about that, that line? It's just the catchy. It's the line that yeah. stands out. Oh yeah, but he could have used so many things rhyme with Paul. They could have. But Logan Paul's like the the entire like. Yeah, but like, of... don't give him credit. Don't give him any more yeah. notoriety than he needs. Like right, he has already. Right. No, but I know. But it's a negative. Like, oh, who do you, you want him to pit? A, I mean, Logan Paul's like the like. I'm just saying, like, you could you want him to say like a no name YouTuber, well, or like a cool it. one he liked. You 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 wouldn't want to put in this because it, it wouldn't give you the funny feeling. Right. You know, like it's. Yeah, that's true. I think it's specifically like a Paul brother is like. All right, that makes example. sense. All right, my mind. This that stuck out to me was, um, I think, right before the Logan Paul line, uh, it was like twenty thousand years of this, seven more to go. Oh, that hits I'm me assuming, every time. 
is referencing the uh that like doomsday clock in new york right right counting, counting down until we can't reverse climate change um, yeah there's a few references to like the world's over like not as in like this isn't to have hope that like we can still get there it's like we've ruined this already you know like with the internet you know like youtube and stuff he talks about like how it's like it's it's done you know like we've killed it kind of deal yeah so rough i All do right, next i one. heard this this was described <laughs> as if anyone knows elliot smith the musician no um like if he was still alive and wrote his version of uh we didn't start the fire it would be this oh so listen right. to some elliot smith and then all right listen to this song again good to know Okay, so we got a clip for All Eyes on Me. Ooh, my favorite. Are you feeling nervous? Are you having fun? It's almost over. It's just begun. Don't overthink this. Look in my eye. Don't be scared. Don't be shy. Come on in. The water's fine. We're going to go where everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody I think this is another re reference to Kanye. I think this is supposed to be like a Yeezus style. Yeezus, I could see that era performance. This is definitely going back to the Kanye sure. rant. You know, like I think yeah. this is another. For maybe. Sure. I just love the voice. Like the vocal, what he does to his voice is so cool. I think it sounds so good. It's so soothing. It's so relaxing. I want a whole album of that. Uh, my favorite part of this song is after the rant in the middle, talking about his panic attacks. Mm -hmm. You know, and like starting to come again is when coming back to those lines like Joe mentioned with the seven more to go and stuff is when he says like, uh, you told me the ocean's rising like I give a shit. And uh, what's the line like, honey, the world's not ending soon. Like, oh, you tell me the world is ending soon, honey, it already has. Mm -hmm. Kind of deal like, again, like the, that, you know, we're getting further into it, getting real heavy, real, real like, yeah, like there, we're already past that point, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think what I took away, and we, you know, we skipped a lot of the clips, but I, again, I think this whole half of this special is is really like him going through this very big mental health, you know, event. Basically, you know, there was parts where he kind of like, um, I think it was after All Time Low or one of them, where he kind of like laid down in the bed. And then there's another part later where he's kind of like waking back up and this song, like, I think it's very intentional that his voice is like a different octave, like almost mm -hmm. like he's kind of detached from the whole thing. Like, you know, right. he's kind of in this, you know, the sunken place, you know, if you will, like just kind of a very, mm -hmm. you know, different feeling and maybe he's not feeling like himself. And so his, his voice definitely changes intentionally. Right. Yep. Agreed. I love this one. Yeah, it's my babe. All over. Really well shot, really well colored. One of the ones I love to throw on in the car. Yes. Yeah. Love yeah. to jam too. Yep. Definitely. I think for, for me, this one was interesting because one, the rant in the middle, which obviously kind of shows his anxiety, but two, um, the actual words itself, like get your hands up, hands down, pray for me. Like they're all things that you'd say to a crowd as if you were at a live crowd, which of course he's not, he's inside. Mm. Um, so like, it, it like the lyrics to it aren't really that 
complicated. The, the, the message is mostly in the rant in the middle, but everything is like as if he was just being performative, but that is actually the source of his anxiety that he talks about in the middle. So it's, it's really interesting how you can like have the like, and, and it's kind of shot that way too, as, as if it's like the background at a live concert or something. Yeah, totally. um, Like oh, some of those like graphics up there. Um, so it, it gave me like that, like live, live music vibe, which obviously, you know, contrasted with being alone in a room by yourself. Very ironic. Um, but also just the, the kind of the bit in the middle about his anxiety and how like he, even from the burrito Kanye thing, which we keep coming back to where he talked about the relationship between the audience and him. Mm. And I think this is kind of another thing that's kind of similar to that, where he's like, you know, trying to interact with the crowd by getting your hands up, hands down. Right. But it's so different. And it's, it's, it's the source of that anxiety almost. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it just makes me think, I don't know if it's up from the song is like a lot about, and it comes up a few times in this special, the, he talks a lot about the, the relationship between creators and audiences. Now what's like commoditized is like keeping that relationship. It's not the art you're making, you know, like it's like YouTubers now for the most part. I mean, there are cool people doing things on YouTube, but a lot of times it's just like, again, it's like, Hey guys, what's up? You know, it's not really about yeah. their video. It's about your connection to the, um creator you know and he's right. always been someone who like doesn't engage that way and doesn't think that usually like it it sounds clearly from usually hearing him talk that he thinks that like that's not a good thing and you shouldn't have fans mm -hmm. and like you know he's like i'm not like you don't love me you love like the idea of me and like if i stop like my job's to entertain you when i stop don't stand by my side like throw me to the curb you know like this isn't it's not a healthy relationship and like I don't want to have that, you know, I'm like, yeah, talks about just how like we have become, that's like what part of the internet has done is like, we've commoditized that. And like, there's definitely a part of when you're navigating that as a creator, like you're incentivized to like indoctrinate viewers as like your group, you know, like giving them a name is yeah, like a very right, big internet right. thing, you know, like, oh, I you hate know, that. I mean, like Mahomes comes to my head, but you know, like believers, Saliners, I don't know, you know, but like they give them names because it like indoctrinates them into yeah, oh, for sure. a group, you know, yeah, yeah, right. The Reichensteiners, yeah, the as JoJo says, the rising shines, the rising shines. I love that. Yeah. All right, I love that. Next? This one has the most plays on Spotify, name. actually. I'm just yeah. to rise and shine, to rise and shine, <laughs> that'd be good. But spelled the same. It's, it's spelled the same, but it's pronounced Rising Shine. Okay, next okay. we have. We're getting close to the end. Ooh, goodbye is the song. Oh, yeah. I love the part because I feel like we say it. It's when he goes, bye. bye. Yeah, because we do that. I just love that part. Yeah. And hi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That part reminds me of Griffin. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think that's like why I say it is because, like, that's growing why up I say Griffin, it too. we would always say it. And yeah. then my brother would make fun of me saying it. So he says it now because I say yeah. it at the end of phone calls. I always go, yeah. bye. Yep. I, I just was, this is, this is like the reprise. Like, you know, he brings back a lot of, uh, of lyrics from earlier songs oh, or yeah. similar melodies that kind of tie everything together quite nicely. Um, mm -hmm. Which, I, you know, he had to do that towards the end. So I'm sure he was able to kind of 
have a good idea of what he was wrapping up at that point but right um but yeah that's that's the part i liked about this one i just think it tied everything together quite nicely totally agreed i liked that part of it was like shot or who knows when he shot it, but like part of it kind of was like the beginning, you know, when he sits down and he's like possible ending song yeah, and then yeah, it like yeah. fades in and out between like old and I will say back. something I like it throughout this piece is like how he like, it was only shown a couple of times, but he was like watching his songs on his computer, like kind of like mm-hmm. editing it, oh, yeah. he was either editing or like rewatching it just to see how it was. But I was like, I like that. Cause like you can just see his reaction without having to make a reaction video. But I think it's like, I think it's kind of cool to see like yeah. the process of it. Like, I mean, it's so common when I review it, like rate it, but um, I really like that aspect of this. Into it. Cool. What do we got next? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, um, I think, you know, just into the last, you know, song, which is any day now. I mean, he's basically just kind of like tying it all up with a little bow and, you know, putting it out there. And and I think yep. when he's like going, you know, he's walking outside, he's um, putting himself out there basically and showing how vulnerable he is. And um, I think that like last shot where he's watching the part it's where he so walks good. outside yeah. and then like you kind of see him watch, watch that part. And then like at the very end, like the very smallest hint of a smile, like, okay, yep. I think I might be proud of this and now I'm going to put it out in the world and, and hope people respond to it and hope people like it. Um, I wonder if that I was know, a... that's, that's like, it's like a proud, you know, you're, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of this. Like, and to watch him be proud of it is like, like I'm proud, you know, like you made this whole thing and you, you finished this whole thing and you took a period of time that was really difficult and really sad and really lonely. And like, you made this beautiful commentary like piece of artwork um and and you get to share that with people and i think that is this the coolest thing i'm jealous of people that have a creative outlet because i don't really feel like i i do i wish i had a a talent like that so yeah um so i you know i'm always just really in awe of the people that can can put themselves out there like that and and do so in a way that like you know people respond to and 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 in that Yep. I think, I think you're right. Like with the, the smile at the end, I think it, cause you're feeling not, you're not feeling great at this point because all the songs, like the past like couple songs have just been so like downhill, but I feel like that smile at the end was like, Oh wait, this is actually good. Maybe, yeah. you know, things are changing a little bit and you know, he's content with this piece that he made and he's happy about it and move up, you know, only move up from here. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. There's uh, I like that. Cause I've been thinking about this a lot going back and forth, but I like that like content of what it is because he's always anytime someone asks him you know of like are you going to do another special or like this he always says like when i have something to say i'll do it mm-hmm. you know and like going back to the line like of how he's not interested in telling people what he's figured out but he's like in sharing and like that and i feel like it is that like at the end being like i've said what i've had to say you know like yep till next time exactly i love that i yeah. i did get this off yep I'm going to walk it. away and, mm-hmm. and hope, you know, hope for the best, but you may that. not see me for a while and that's okay. Yeah. Cool. So in terms of movie locations, it's just the one. 82. The They're all, uh, <laughs> yes. I he actually, he recreated that house in eight different states. And he, <laughs> maybe. Mm. So not, not much in that department this week, um, but maybe we just do some quick ratings and then wrap up. What do you think? Yep. Let's do it. Yeah. 
we don't need to do movie news today. But we yeah, got to Jesse. Jesse does have to do his pick at yes. the end of this. So. Um, but yeah, we can go to ratings. If you guys want. Oh, okay. The me- it did the last special did end in this room right. only location thing to point out. Right. Oh, also, and if you got this far, you probably really like this. In July twenty second, yes, it's being shown in theaters. Yeah, for so one go day. check if there's a theater near you. I'm going immediately. Uh, very cool. Joe will share it in the post or something. I'm sure I'll post about it. <laughs> so uh, we'll post the link before you go. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll maybe a live stream. What's your uh, scaling system? Is it out of ten? You do one to ten, and then you pick your own units. So okay. it can be right. anything. Yeah. Uh, you want to go first? Do you? Sure. Um, gosh, now I have to think about a unit. Uh, no, I don't want to go first. Joe, okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a nine eight nine eight Gilly Deed suits. <laughs> Garbage is this. <laughs> What 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 is your point too that you don't what is, what what's why not a ten? I I I don't even know. It just I wasn't just, there. I, I can't give time. it a perfect, but like it, it's 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 pretty much perfect. I think I think I almost want more explanation, but I in some ways I don't want more explanation because yeah, um, I could talk about this forever. Uh, which is the sign of something that's really good. Yeah. But yeah, it's gonna be a ten out of ten sacos for me. Yeah. I was gonna do sacos. Yeah. I was oh, gonna do sacos too. Sorry. We're all doing. I mean, it's all on the top of our heads. <laughs> um, I'll I'll go. It's zero point five. Really didn't dig it. Um, I mean, what I was gonna say with Joe's. It's not quite Spider-Man three. Just want to throw that out there. Like, why before. is that the bar for Joe? It's, for the, Joe, bar. it's the bar. <laughs> it's the bar. But yeah, it's one of those ones where it's like it's so much about. There's like you can play in the intent, and you can really revel in the like how you connect with it. And like we talked about before, there's a lot to connect with. So there's a lot to sit and connect with. And it, you know, like as we evolve and you know different points, you rewatch this you'll connect differently, you know, and like be very cool to watch this, yeah. you know, at different points. Um, but I'm going, I'm going to obviously 10 out of 10, um, Gilly suits or I mean, like what, it, I feel like there should be so many good units that I'm just totally blanking, but just go with Gilly suit <laughs> and Jeff Bezos. <laughs> 10 Jeff Bezos songs. All right. That makes sense. Because I prefer. All right. For me, I think I loved this. Um, songs are catchy. They're all great. Uh, I don't think I've listened to like a so- well, soundtrack, right? Technically or no? Is this a yeah, soundtrack? Sure. Album. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You yeah. can call it whatever. It's like how this is called a comedy special. Yeah, it's weird. But like it's kind of a one-man show. But it's still you know, a like movie. It's- and it's still kind but, of a movie to some people. Okay, well, I haven't, like, I haven't like I haven't been like into such like into an album where I liked I would say all of the songs in a long time. Like I literally listened to this album a lot, and I don't know. I love the DIY aspect. I mentioned this before, but I think this should be shown in film school. I think it's incredible. It's like a work of art. It's it. it every time I watch it, and as a film person, I'm super inspired. Like it makes me after I finish this, it makes me want to work on the app more. It makes me want to make my own stuff. Like I literally bought a camera, like I'm ready. I'm ready to do stuff. 
Um, I, uh, he reminds um, I me of- I think that too is like, not to put words in his mouth, but I think that that would be a compliment that would be so high in Bo's head of being like, it made me want to create good art. It does. It you know, cause like, yeah. he's so into like, there's so much good producing people can. And sometimes you get caught up in this other stuff, but it's, that's all it does. Every time I watch this, like I get more inspired to do stuff, but, um, he reminds me of this filmmaker, David Sandberg. He did, um, film called lights out. He did, um, Annabelle creation and he did, um, the new Shazam movie. And he, he's fantastic. He, um, James Wan actually found him on Vimeo cause he would make short films and then like make separate films about how he made his movies. And he made all of his movies in his apartment with his wife. And like, oh. he would, he would make these DIY videos. Hey, I made this light out of an Ikea lamp where I taped it to this like pole. And it was really incredible. And he still does it to this day. Like during the shooting of Annabelle, he literally made a whole series of behind the scenes of how he shot everything and did everything. It was incredible. So this reminds me of that a lot. And I really respect when people do that. Cause I feel like more people should do that because I feel like that I like that, like it makes people like me or who work in the film industry, like, and understand, you know, it makes me more, feel more creative. And I really like that part about it. Um, but I will go, I'm going to give it a 10. I'm going to go 10. I'm so pissed at this point too now that it didn't get a perfect score. <laughs> I'm a, the guy who chose the thing. <laughs> I'm going to say 10 video game streamers. Because <laughs> I, I kind of want them all to talk at the same time. <laughs> but like offset a little bit. 10 on the screen. But yeah, I couldn't ask for anything. I mean, this is a piece, a perfect piece of art in my opinion. And uh, I can't wait to watch it many many more times here we go sound the alarm well i can't I, don't give it a 10 i know i'm, I'm <laughs> well now i'm even more excited though for what does get a perfect score Has anything gotten a perfect mm. score spider-man oh. 3 <laughs> oh my goodness no okay. no no none like there hasn't been anything no. that we've all gotten a 10 though this and is this the is highest the, score this is the closer sure. that's yeah, yeah. yeah. all right well thanks for having me yeah, Dee. Thanks for coming yeah. on. We loved we having you. Yeah. yeah, just Jesse's yeah, got picking. I will say the two. Well, okay. Three tidbits to wrap up, including the pick. They're all up around the pick. Okay. One, I did hear that Bo Burnham's, uh, somebody asked him what a like comfort movie for him was. And he said, best in show, Ooh. which I think does. Again, it's making more sense why I've always loved him. Yep, or sense. again, maybe why he's shaped a lot of what I like too. It could be that way. True. Um, but so th- I can't, didn't really pick one in my head. There's two movies. I'm picking one. I'm going to mention both <laughs> because I'm not, eh, whatever. Because that's how the world works. Right? That's how the world works, man. That's how we're playing it this week. Um, I'm going to pick, I mentioned this to Joe on Twitter. I heard about this from Bo Burnham. He was a big fan of this film, especially before uh, eighth grade. It's, the movie called Cresha. It's from 2015. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's an A24 film. A guy, I, I mean, a kid, I think he was like, I think he's 30 or maybe he was 30, uh, shot this in Texas like with his family on a $30,000 budget. Um, but Bo, we're coming off Bo, so might as well go with that recommendation pick from him. All right. Uh, supposed to be amazing. I think it's like a drama comedy, like dark, but you know, kind of funny, but supposed to be amazing. So, Krisha, right. A24. About it. Trey Edward Schultz, I think he was the director. Cool. Um, About it. Love and it. the other movie I was going to pick that I'll just throw out there because maybe we'll do it and have D back on for it, though, is a movie that came out 
literally like a week before the shutdown. So it got like $24,000 in the box office and no one's ever heard of it is the movie Buffaloed about Buffalo, New York. I've seen that. Oh. You've watched Buffalo? <laughs> no, I haven't watched it, but I've oh. seen it. I've seen like, oh, the, cool. I've seen the video, like a video of it. But. Oh, cool. D is from Buffalo yeah, for never... those who do not know. Yeah, D is from Buffalo. We all Everyone. have Buffalo. We all parents. have connections. Yeah. Like basically. Um, uh, connections, Buffalo. I didn't. I was listening to uh, Chris Saka, who grew up in Lockport. His brother's Brian Saka, who's the actor, was in like Wolf of Wall Street. And they shot this movie kind of like on Chris's story, but, but about growing up in Buffalo. That's cool. And like the debt collector, like scene there and how it grew. And it's supposed to be funny though, but it was Brian Saka's kind of like, I think kind of like pet project. On really horrible timing, but I uh, thought it would be a fun watch to do sometime. But cool, I might, about it. So maybe I might just watch it anyway. Maybe just watch it anyways. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Well, maybe we'll stuck. do two movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Krisha, I'm about I it. Take all the time for the one that we just like. This one I feel like was long. Oh, for sure. But the... it needed to be long. Worth two I, movies. There is no way this wasn't going to be a long one. Yeah. No. Sorry. Sorry, viewers. No, I wanted that. This is good. It's better to go in depth of things. I've listened to podcasts of like four, Sorry, hour, four hours. Joe's dad, who's probably the only viewer. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, we Dude, got which, we have like wait, five Rocky. Rocky listens Rocky. to all of them. Shout out to Rocky. Rocky. We get an Ura. We should have my dad on. He could do like killer tomatoes. Killer tomatoes. To watch Rocky. Watch Rocky with Rocky. I do want to watch Rocky at some point. I give you all the good ideas. All right. Well, Dad, there's a shout out for you. If you list, if you get through this whole thing, <laughs> that'd be great. If he doesn't mention it, though, man, that's true. He's like, I, I listen to all of them that are less than two hours. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Uh, dope. Cool. Well, great episode. I'm really Pops excited out. we did that one. Thanks, guys. Thanks, D. Thanks, D. Anything else? Last, last tidbits. I have a few points on all the songs. I'd love to just <laughs> go over quick. You want to sing all of them? I just- Catch my cover. All right, Jesse, I'm gonna head out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that is a wrap.